When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi there, I'm Dr. Rob Zammett, and thanks for joining us on the Doggy Pod podcast. Well done, Rob. That was a good intro. Excellent. Lots of energy. Good. Say, so I'm saying that because I'm Dr. Rob's producer, and that's what producers do. They, they g up the talent. They tell them they're really good, and keep doing what you're doing. So even yeah. if they're not, like yeah, me. exactly. Yeah, yeah, excellent job, Rob. That was really good. So <coughs> now uh, let's see. Lots if of can... energy because we're going to be talking about why do dogs roll in poop. Lots of energy for that. Yeah, yes, that's going to be interesting. Uh, and also, now here's one I'm really interested in, because you see lots of videos, particularly yeah. on um, you know, on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram, of, of dogs watching TV. Now, I sort of would have thought that would just blow a dog's mind, <laughs> trying to work out why they can see what looks like people or dogs or balls or things like that on TV, but not really be there because it's a flat screen. So um, Rob's going to fill us in a little bit on what they're actually looking at. Looking, that's very important for a dog to have eyesight. <laughs> and a specialist could tell you how good a dog's eyesight is. In fact, I'm going to talk a lot about doggy specialists because you can access so many of these these days and it's not cheap. So you might think about pet insurance when you think about all the specialist things that your dog can have. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued as to beyond just your 
your common <laughs> house variety vet, there must be, you know, are hey, there specialists. That's me. Are there specialists, you know, in, in that just do this one particular thing? Which, anyway, we'll find out a little bit about that shortly. But speaking of your common home variety vet, which you know, obviously Rob isn't, he's a cut above that. Um, <laughs> what's been happening in the clinic? I had a dog that had a car accident. The and sadly, wasn't driving. The, well, yeah, he wasn't driving. He was walking, and the driver happened to be his owner. Could you imagine how you felt? The owner hit, you know, ran over his own dog. Didn't no. realise what in a driveway. Or something? Yeah, just in the, in the, and so he felt very bad. Um, what was the dog? Oh, it was a border collie, and oh. it had um, uh, a dislocated hip. It didn't come straight twice. It went to their local vet. Had some very bad cuts and some possible nerve damage. They were worried about it. And again, well, I guess it's a good introduction to what we'll talk later on. Uh, they were trying to refer this dog to a specialist for surgery because they'd put the hip in a couple of times, but it kept popping out. And so the idea was to go to a specialist and see if he could leave it in there. The problem is funds, actual money, was an issue for these people. They just did not have the money to do that. And so they came to see if we could help in some way <clears throat> with any cheaper alternatives. And fortunately, yes, it was, the dislocated hip was never going to stay in. Um, and what we did was a, what's called a femoral head resection. We chopped the, the, the hip we've talked about before just recently. The hip yeah. is a ball and socket joint. A couple of episodes we ago. chopped the ball right off that joint, right off that bone, cut the, that and threw it away, literally, and then used a whole lot of muscles to interweave it and form a muscle sling joint. And, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like, 24 hours later, this dog was trying to stand up and 48 hours later, he was standing up. The biggest problem he had then was not the surgery that we'd done, it was actually the lower part of the foot. We're still having to treat that because it may end up needing a skin graft. Uh, we don't know, but we've got some bad lesions down there. And the other leg was all swollen and contused from a lot of muscle damage. But I feel sorry for the owner as well. How would oh, you feel riding over your own dog? Oh, and then, terrible, the, terrible. I'm guessing the dog was doing lots of yelling and screaming. And... Exactly. And, you know, just imagine what it would be like. Mm. Gee, I've done that to my dog. Why, yeah. why wasn't I more careful? The dog didn't know. But it, it's what happens in life. And You've seen a no... few of those, haven't you? Yeah, and it's yeah. not... People always look for blame when something goes wrong... You know, someone must be responsible. Sometimes things happen, bad mm. things happen, and we have to sort them out. That's what it is together as a as a community. We have to sort these things out and stop blaming, looking at who we're going to blame. There must be someone. That must... Stuff happens. It happens. Mm. And the good news is this little dog, he'll be staying in for a few weeks. Um, we've said we're not going to charge hospital fees because I just like the dog and uh, I want to get him right. So he's staying in until we can get him back on his feet. What is that smell? Now, have you said that right. a few times? I've said that a few times when you're in the house yep. and it's like, what? That is the smell of you know what? Mm -hmm. And and then you realise your dog's actually been rolling in it. In yep. its own or in some other dog's on a walk or whatever. It's been rolling in a dog's poop. And, yes. and doing it with great vigour and lots of fun and loving it. Um, Why the hell would they do that, Rob? I don't know. I mean, it's I, just well, gross, really. Know. It is gross. They, they just do like real pungent smells not 
yucky smells, but to them it's just a pungent smell and they'll rub you know, in there. The other reason we've talked about with rolling in grass, they do it to hide their own smell. You know, That's one way of doing so, it. Yeah, yes. you know, this, is, this territory belongs maybe to this dog, so I'll just roll in it and I'll be okay. So it's a territory thing. So of they course, don't recognise it as poop necessarily and say, I'm, uh, I'm definitely rolling myself they, in dog They certainly recognise the other dog smells and they do it as part of a pack. To become a pack in the wild, they tend to let's share smells and they'll, they'll do that. And, of course, don't forget, they'll just do it out of boredom. I'm bored and, oh, there's some kind of roll and that. And, yeah, Dad can, Mum and Dad can give me a bath later. Have they no self-respect? Well, some of it is because of self-respect, because they do it because you bath them in things they don't like. Yeah, we talked about this the other day. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah they don't like citrus smells. They certainly don't like eucalyptus and smells like that. You bath, we bath them in that thing. Mm, smells nice to us. It don't smell nice to the dog. So they they do it because they just like a good, strong, pungent... Yeah, smell, not... not eau de toilette. N- on yes, them. exactly. Not a real... Um, they, they don't like um, decaying smells, of course, but, mm. but that pungent smells, that, that's a positive to the dog. So how do you avoid it, of course? Mm. Well, obviously, keep them on the lead when you go for a walk, for a mm-hmm. start. Keep them away from things like that. Um, and... Have a look at the things that they do like, the type of smells that dogs do like. You can buy those and just gently give them a wipe down. There's a, a product called Adaptor, which is a really nice smell to the dog, which keeps them calmer. What uh, do you, where do you put that, though? What do you well, mean? you can buy Adaptor as a diffuser that you can put into your wall, but you can also buy it as into a... Your wall. Oh, a, right. Yeah, into electrical point in the wall. Right, diffuses gotcha. that smell the dog likes and keeps it calm. But you also get there's a, a bit of a spray and put that on them after you bath them, which calms them down and says, yep, yeah, I don't mind that smell. Yeah, I'm happy with yeah, that. So yeah, so they're the ways to avoid it. Some of the funniest dog videos I've ever seen get posted regularly, and it's dogs watching TV. I can, I to be honest, I can watch a dog on TV watching a TV for days. <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. I just do not get what they're seeing. There was one I saw the other day where somebody was kicking a ball, and the ball went out of the shot, and the dog followed it and then ran over to the window thinking that the ball had been kicked out the window. Gone. So I, I, I find it interesting because dogs rely so much on smell and clearly they're looking at that and but they're not getting any, any sensory, any, you know, smell to do Correct. with what they're seeing. How yep. do they make sense of what's happening on a TV? It must just do their minds. Well, there's, there's two things that dogs have, of course. They do have some colour vision. People think, oh, dogs can't see colour. Why are they watching the television? <laughs> we, we see colour because of special cells in our eyes, in our retinas, called cones. And humans have three types of cones and quite a lot of them in their eyes. So we get to see a lot more colour. Dogs only have two types of cones and not so much. They have more what's called rods in the retinas. So they see movement. So that's the big thing for dogs. That's the first re- thing they'll look at is movement. And a really good study showed that they see dull blue, yellows and greens. So if you see those sort of things and white in, in, in a ball, they'll see those moving more than anything else. You know, if you think of a tennis ball being on the yellow side, they, they can see that moving on the screen. Uh, the 
a good study was done, done by a guy called Stanley Corin, who really very intelligent man, who wrote a book, How Dogs Think. Very, very good. He said that <laughs> dogs don't like cartoons. See, they're intelligent. Yeah, they don't like cartoons. They love nature shows. And although a dog sees in a human sees twenty twenty vision, a dog sees what's called twenty sixty vision. So they they can see this movement, they can see a bit of colour, and they recognise the shape. And dogs that are ball driven, like you said, like your dog that chases mm, the ball mm. off the screen, dogs that are ball driven can certainly see the balls. And and some of them will sit there watching the ball go backwards and forwards on the screen. They'll watch people moving. But nature shows, they're the biggest thing for dogs. They love you know, I guess Attenborough and all the other things. Mm. Not so sure if they want the <laughs> underwater scenes as much, but that would scare them. Yeah, but watch... then some dogs don't seem to look at the TV at all. They just no, wonder, they makes... wouldn't even know it was on. Yeah, it doesn't just doesn't interest them. Like they prefer to read a book. Those dogs. <laughs> so it doesn't doesn't freak them out that they're seeing something and there's no smells at all attached to it. Oh, sometimes it does. You know, you know, a wolf comes on barking. It, the sound. Don't forget the sound. Yeah, is yeah, important. Yeah. So if they hear another dog on TV barking, they'll bark back. Uh, they see a wolf come, wolf pack coming and growling. Well, what the hell's going on here? They'll react. Some dogs will react quite sternly to that. Um, I guess make sure they don't <laughs> attack your screen too much. But, yeah, they will listen. Sound is very important to them. And they will watch movement. And movement is a big thing to dogs. They hunt with movement at dawn and dusk. When the landscape is grey, mm. they can see movement far better than we can. So the the moving ball, yep, they can see that way better than we can see it. So there you go. Get get in the habit of watching the TV with your dog. Yeah, why not? That could be fun. Except maybe not on the couch or on the couch. Cause we <laughs> talked about that last week. Now, we often talk on the doggy pod uh, about you know, dreadful things that happen to our dogs and, you know, accidents and things like that. And often there are things that your your vet can't do or, you know, can do, but probably it should go to a specialist. Now, obviously, with humans, we have hundreds of specialists for all, every possible ailment we might have. But what's the story with, with um, dogs? How, like, are there, is it, is it that field exists with, uh, in, within the veterinary Oh, yeah, well. no, very much so. I mean, don't forget, veterinarians are already divided into specialists as small animal specialists or yeah, farm yeah. animals or equine horse people or, or cattle people mm. or you know, zoo vets, all that sort of thing. So they very early in their career, they have to decide which way they'll go. You do get ones that go into mixed practice and... Now, they're real vets, of course, the ones that do that. I think. Well, is that is that you, Rob? No. Nah, well, well, when I started the practice out there, there were, you know, yes, we had to see cattle, a few cows, and some other things. Um, there were even ostrich. Ostrich were re- ostrich farms were really big in our area. Eventually, goat oh. farms. Goats were big, but all that's gone. It's all suburbia, and now I'm a small animal vet that does uh, some zoo work as well. Mm. But the the real specialists now, the registered specialists, are broken up into many different things. Like the one that we most commonly refer to, I think, is not the surgeon so much as the radiologist. Radiologist to, to look at our X-rays. Radiologist to come in and do a, a ultrasound because they can you know, do 
very good ultrasounds and tell us a lot more. So they come to you? They come to us. Or you can send to no, you can send it to the radiologist as mm. well. Um, we do have a radiologist that comes and does our ultrasound. Uh, we have uh, people that we send to to go and have CT scans or MRIs. That's how technical it's all gotten. Yeah, right. You know, even just x-rays, a specialist can do a better positioning, certain dyes, certain views that we don't think about just to get the right diagnosis for your dog. Mm. Surgeons are very much available. Surgeons can do all sorts of fancy things right through to heart surgery. So there, um, are, there are veterinary surgeons who, who just who specialise in surgery in, like with humans. Correct. Yeah. They just do surgery. Some of them even specialise a little bit more. They'll do just orthopaedic surgeries. There's some very good people doing just orthopaedic work. There are people that uh, like to do spinal work on dogs. Um, or, you know, soft tissue surgeons, all those sort of things are available to in the veterinary market. The other very common one that we always figure about is the poor old pathologist. You know, we send blood to pathology, we send um, skin to pathology, we send tumours to pathology, all these fluids to pathology, urine, etc., all to be analysed by the pathologist. Who, the veterinary pathologist is well trained in using the equipment that they have to analyse these things and then analysing the results in relation to the symptoms and saying to you, look, this is where you need to go with this. Yeah, we talked earlier um, about the dog with autoimmune disease, I think that was last week, mm. um, it was a pathologist who said to me, yes, this dog has an autoimmune hemolytic anemia. Uh, so pathologists are very important. Then we have uh, things like ophthalmologists, you know, people that look at eyes, and they can do cataract surgery, not cheap. You know, cataract surgery is going to cost you $3,000 to $4,000 so per, eye, per yeah. eye. Oh, my God. Would they, be, would they be ophthalmologists that just do cats and dogs? Um, they will probably do other species. They're trained in, they, they probably concentrate more on that, mm. though they can do very often other species, horses and okay. cattle. Uh, dermatologists, people look at your skin and derm- dermatological problems. Lots of those. There is the behavioural specialist that oh, you yes. can go to and talk. You know. The dog whisperers. Yeah, have your dog sit on the lounge and talk to the two dogs. <laughs> Oncologists. Oncologist looks at cancer and they will treat cancer for you. There's lots of very good oncologists. And finally, of course, well, not finally, there's lots of others, but there's the medical specialist. The people that just do medicine that is... This dog's sick and I'm not sure why as a vet and I've done these tests. Mm. So we send the dog and the tests and the, the medical people do more. But there's the old saying, of course, that the medical people, um, you know, in humans certainly, the real medical specialists, they know everything but do nothing. The surgeons, <laughs> they, they know nothing but do everything, whereas the pathologists know everything and do everything but always too late. <laughs> That sounds a bit... <laughs> That's all the specialists having a go with each other. I'm going to have to ponder that. Um, so, so these specialists, um, y- yeah. you have to be referred to them, obviously. Yeah, uh, well, there are centres now that build up in cities all around the world, specialist centres. Um, yeah, there's... Um, it, right through America, through England, through Europe, and, and certainly through Australia, there are these centres, specialist centres for... Uh, dogs, cats, whatever, and uh, there are people that do like to just do one species, yeah, um, yeah. just do cats or just do dogs or just whatever it is. 
but they specialise. And because they do that, they get so much more experience and can see things and they can help your pet uh, when your own veterinarian is in trouble trying to work out what's going on. They Mm. can say, here, let's go down this road, let's try this treatment, let's do this, whatever it is. They can come up with, uh, with good results. But be warned... These are all expensive things. Well, like any specialist. Yeah, so if you're thinking you've got a dog and one day you may want to access these things, you've got to early in life join a a pet insurance company because you can't join up later on in life. It's too late then and it's just going to cost you a lot of money. So, yes, you can access all these things, lots of um, uh, things that are available for your dog, but it is expensive. Okay, thanks for joining us this week on The Doggy Pod. We've uh, enjoyed the fact, knowing that you're listening, and, uh, yeah, thanks very much. Our numbers are looking really good. We've got, you know, lots of listeners in Ireland still, which is great, and and the US, and, uh, of course, all of our, our good friends in Australia, all around Australia. Um, yes, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook? Facebook and um, yes, and it's the Facebook. Yes. Fa- and 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 um, Dr. Rob, as always, will leave us with some words of wisdom. You worried? People... <laughs> I'm worried sometimes about mm. some of the words of wisdom. You say, oh, that's yeah. that's good. Are you worried about anything in the future? Are you worried about you know next week, tomorrow? I keep telling people, learn to live like a dog. They don't worry about what's going to happen. They live in the day. They live in the hour, they live in the moment. And that's what we should be doing. Yes, we have to plan and certain things and work things out for our future, for our dog's future as much as our own future. Of course we do. But it's no use worrying about it. Live in the moment, folks. It'll make your life a lot easier and you'll have a lot more fun and you will learn to live like your dog. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.